Forgive me if I've told this particular tale before, but as summer approaches and live comedy returns and I reevaluate everything I've ever done, this uh, story for some reason keeps coming to mind. Now, if you've tuned into Hacks on HBO or been paying attention to comedy for the last few years, you'll be familiar with the work of Meg Stalter. Meg, as I understand, really got started in Chicago before moving to New York City. She had been getting a lot of attention online, and I knew about her, uh, and uh, because I, I understood she was moving to New York, she was going to be local, I reached out to Meg and said, hey, I'd love to have you on the show, and she said, yes, happy to do it. So, uh, it was summer, and Galinda was out of town, so when I saw Meg was going to be on a bill uh, on a comedy night run by some friends, well, I said, well... <laughs> Dale Knight, I hopped in a car and went over to this thing to see Meg and all the others. Now, you entered this show through the person's apartment building and then went to the stage, which was on the roof. Rooftop comedy. Uh, it being summer in New York City, it had rained recently, but it had cleared up enough to do the show and have mics and cables and speakers out and all the rest. Now, I had arrived at the same time as Meg. And I said hello, and I introduced myself, and it was all uh, very pleasant and nice. And we figured out the buzzers, because buzzers are always kind of a deal in New York. And then we went on in and up to the roof. Now, I'm not known for being necessarily outgoing in social situations. I can kind of be a little reserved. But I knew the host, and I said hello, and the other comics that I knew weren't there yet. But I did recognize a couple other comedians, and being of the comedic persuasion myself, I sat down near them to engage in a little uh, banter. And uh, Meg was there, too, and I, I explained that I run this uh, podcast and blah, 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 and it was fine, but awkward in a way that only comedians can be awkward towards one another before a show sitting on the ground uh, on a roof. I decided that uh, I just felt too weird, and while I was kind of staying away from booze at the time, I excused myself to just uh, linger in a different space <laughs> over by the folding table that had all the vodka. Now, eventually, the show uh, began as the sun went down, and I found a spot over near the comedians and on a blanket. I don't know how I did not notice this right away, but after a few of the sets, including Meg's, which was great, I realized I was sitting in a puddle. The blanket that was spread over it had been gradually absorbing water, and it had finally seeped through and into my trousers, to the point that to even stand up was going to be embarrassing. They were light, weight, gray pants. So there was no hiding this huge dark splotch on my rear end. So there I was, sitting in a rooftop lake, surrounded by people who already perhaps thought I was a little off. And now I had to back out of this event, down three flights of very brightly lit stairs, kind of sidewalking with my back uh, up against the walls in case anyone was coming up and down the stairs. I made it, and then I went outside, uh, called a car, and uh, I was sitting in the back seat of this man's Camry. It was a Lyft driver, although uh, I like a Camry, and had someone just approached with a Camry. Well, it's better to go with a license. Anyhow, I decided that I'd have to tell the driver, and so I said, look, I just want you to know, I recently sat in a puddle, and I'm afraid that my pants are quite wet. So if your next passenger gets in here, I want to assure you so that you can assure them that it was rainwater and not something worse. And 
this fella laughed and said, okay, man, okay. I don't know whether he trusted me or not. But uh, either way, I got home. I stripped out of the damp bottoms. Now, did Meg ever do the show? No. Sometimes you have to put yourself out there and just kind of sit in it for a little while for little or no reward. Things in life and in podcasting don't always work out. And we're talking about doing our best, doing the work, and remaining open when we find a hidden portal and make our way through it for a very special summer bonus episode of The Deep Night. Deep Night with friends. Hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm so pleased and frankly surprised to be back with you so quickly after ending our recent season of Regrets and Revelations. Now, we come to you tonight, as we always do, from Brooklyn's number one summer destination, the foul banks of the Gowanus. I was right in the middle of loading up the trunk of Galinda's Honda with beach chairs, my swim goggles, and a basket full of Turkish beach towels. They're more absorbent. When I received a call on the dedicated deep night line from a friend who I once went to a birthday party with in the park. And uh, at that party, the woman who played Matilda in that movie was handing out rose-flavored cupcakes. Um, and that was an interesting flavor. Anyhow, uh, this friend uh, called and said, hey, I got a live one for you. And when she told me who it was, I said, you know what? <laughs> I would love to speak with Anna and Adam of Left-Handed Radio. Put them through. Let's make this happen. I think what these two do is fantastic. And as fellow members of the Decade Plus Podcast Club, I knew it would be great fun to talk to them about the arc of their work and where things are headed in podcasting and just what they're up to. I also wanted to give you some ideas for what to listen to while avoiding your family on upcoming vacations. I mean, I know it's been a year, but you'll probably still want to duck into the closet of your Airbnb just to get a little you time. It's not going to be an easy transition from a year of sheet pen suppers for one, to splitting a bill at a North Carolina olive garden. So podcasts, especially ones with funny, short sketches, are going to be the key to surviving. I'll throw in a few other summer listening wrecks at the end of the episode as well, but right now, Anna Rubinova and Adam Bozarth have been making audio and animated sketch comedies sing for the last 10 years. Their long-running left-handed radio podcast features short, brilliant sketches that take on NPR, space travel, acting in Hollywood, and a whole range of silly subjects. They uh, live out there in Los Angeles, and the show is on all of the platforms, which you can uh, also support uh, what they do via Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash left-handed radio is the way to do that i have access to exclusive content the back catalog all the stuff it's there you go maybe you give them a little bit and then uh, you get the stuff that's how the internet works i'm so glad that they could join me so let's go now to my conversation with anna and adam anna rubinova and adam bozarth welcome to the deep night thank, thank you for you, having us Dale. Thank you for having us. It's very dark in here. 
Yes, it is in the deep night. Uh, all sorts of critters uh, lurking about. So I hope uh, you'll you'll adjust. Let your eyes uh, adjust slowly, and uh, let my voice be your guide. Um, how does this day find you both? Wow, it's a uh, it's a time of transition, Dale. Yes, you know. Yes, it's uh, it is. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about it a lot. I think every conversation I've had with almost anybody you know, over the past year and a half has been about quarantine and, and, and how it feels and how crazy it makes us all and, and the weird sort of stress it's put us on. And and the expectations that are now yeah. upon us, for instance, how slutty should slutty summer be? <laughs> yes, that's my number how? one uh, question right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> things are open here in New York and they're very horny. <laughs> open for business we're exactly. in los angeles and everything's a little spread out and no that's not a filthy double entendre <laughs> but it could it's, be it could be but it's hard to tell how horny things are when everybody's uh you know horny on a hilltop or horny at the beach and we're you know in the middle of the city mm. um just looking at palm trees and wondering where everybody went yeah. Yeah. And it's tough, I think, uh, for a, a trio like us, of veteran podcasters who, uh, like in this moment, are used to just kind of being in the dark in, in rooms, uh, sometimes subterranean. And now it being this summer, it is difficult to gauge uh, how we're going to function out there, how we're going to uh, be in the world, let alone how much ankle we're going to show or, or how, how much to stray outside of our relationships. <laughs> Yeah, and it seems to be one of these things. I just was traveling last week. I went to go see some friends, um, and I, I saw some of my family in Illinois, and I saw some friends in Kentucky, and um, I didn't know whether or not it was because I was traveling right at the moment when everybody was like, okay, no more masks, uh, things are open again, or what everything in the middle of the country is just like, yeah, we weren't doing that. <laughs> we've, right. we've been fine. Just I got on. the sense it was kind of the latter and uh, it's very enviable about this point now that like, you know, the it's, it's still a, been a devastating time, but uh, I think now when we all kind of feel like the ones who are here are on the other side of it, it was just kind of like, wow. And you got to just, not go crazy for for 16 months you just kind of were able to hole up in your nice house and have a backyard and and you know that it it felt like it really did feel truly like a different world um i'm from that area and and this was the most striking difference i've seen in a long long time between like you know big city life and uh you know the sort of small town life yeah I was going to say suburban or rural, suburban, small town yeah. kind of fits. Yeah. I mean, even though I was in a, in Lexington, which is about 300,000 people. Is yeah. that a lot? It's more than the town I grew up in. I think that's like the population of some buildings in New York. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's a little, a little small. And uh, most of those folks are just uh, on the whiskey trail, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In one way or, or another, on... they're on the whiskey trail. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, or uh, raising horses or something, is, I think is the, the main deal out there. Um, but it is true that people uh, like myself who maybe uh, grew up in a suburban area, but now we're forced to ride out the pandemic in, I don't know, 200 square feet uh, or, or smaller, a box. Um, it's uh, much different to have committed to the social compact of masks and doing what we're told versus the people that were able to just doing what you're told. You're just not into instructions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they have a pool and they have a garage and they have a, a game room. I mean, there were other things. It would have been nice, <laughs> but that's not the choices that we made. Is it? Yeah. You hit, you hit it on the, you hit it on the head, Dale, as you often do. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, uh, so uh, that that does sound. I'm going to do a little traveling myself. That that does sound like it maybe produced a little anxiety, and uh, I can I can see it on your face. This moment of transition is really wearing uh, on you, and how to navigate it is going to be uh, probably your biggest challenge. I gained a lot out of the pandemic, and so that I, I feel a little guilty about that. Um, you gained I, a lot. I, I did go uh, nuts a few times, but then I also picked up some skills, yeah. which I know that that's the big question for a lot of people, right? Like, how did you improve yourself? <laughs> right? Yeah. How did you spend the year? Did you as as if it's just, you know, a big writer's retreat yeah. that we were all on? <laughs> right. But yeah, we I, I mean, we did things like. Uh, we picked up French again in different ways. You picked up French. I picked up French for the first time. First time. You started into it again. Yeah. Anna started very, very lazily, and I still. <laughs> that's yeah. That's okay. Did a good kind of job. That fits the French. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting into the French vibe before I learned their language. <laughs> you need um, to. You have yeah, to. It it helps. Uh, yeah. Anna Anna started drawing a lot. Um, yeah, not a thing I was doing before. Really? Ever. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we've it, we've been making a lot of these like cartoon sure. things. Oh, she drew this shirt. Sort hey of. Now. It's like a, I want to say it's more of a collage sort of project, but I did draw other things. Yeah, we've for, been for, just if make, I may for, for the listener at home, the the, the T-shirt that Anna is wearing <laughs> is uh, kind of a uh, light gray, I would say, and it has a face of someone who may have been uh, maybe a, a clown, perhaps uh, an emo uh, musician, <laughs> um, hair upright, very um, scissor hands esque, with some mascara running down, and says, um, "Ow." And there are many other faces uh, sort of lurking in the crowd uh, above yeah. her. It's a mood. Or, or them. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a mood. And, uh, it's I definitely uh, mid-pandemic inspired. For sure. All, I... When all was lost and, and vaccines weren't a thing yet. Yes, I had I had that afternoon, in other words. Uh, uh, but that's okay to find some silver lining to it. We, you are creative people. And uh, if we're, I'm sure you're involved. I'm not sure, actually. I just assume <laughs> that perhaps you were engaged in the issues of the world and made some uh, efforts to address those things while also nurturing yourself, which is so important during this uh, time, uh, because then in that way, we are better citizens and better people out there um, if we can be more whole. So there's no uh, downside to embracing your creativity uh, in this moment. I certainly hope that I've become more empathetic. Um, yes. 
Wouldn't that be something? Not just yeah. uh, not because you were not empathetic before. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's the case. But uh, but even uh, more yes. so. Even more so. Even, yes. Even more so. Yes. Bill, can I ask you a question about what you're wearing? Yes. Uh, thank you. Have you. A, you have a very lovely owl medallion. It looks very Bohemian Grove. Yes. This is there is, a, uh, is there a story behind that? Uh, this is my amulet. Uh, I often wear it uh, for the uh, recordings and for doing the show. Uh, I, it is one of many talismans that I have. Uh, I'm pairing it with a, I, uh, my black turtleneck. It's a little too hot to wear the black turtleneck. So today I have a summary uh, uh, kind of maroon. Dark brown. Yes. Oh, oh I, yes. See. I see. Yeah, yeah. It's very yes. dark in here, so I thought yes. it was brown. <laughs> it, it reads as dark brown. I would accept that as well. Uh, <laughs> and uh, How do you choose your talismans, Dale? Well, do I choose them or do they choose me? <laughs> Good <laughs> question. Good question. I, I mean, the energy that I receive from them is often very powerful. And so I'm drawn to them. But, uh, I mean, you should see me in the crystal and rock shops out there <laughs> in the desert. And, I mean, I hope you've packed a lunch because uh, I will be out there for, <laughs> for some time. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we, we all, uh, three of us, um, speaking of energies and being creative and uh, all of that, we're all seasoned at this podcasting stuff because you've been going on with the left-handed radio for how long now? In many different forms since 2011? 2010. 2010. We did a, October 2010 is when we put out our first episode. Um and back in, then we were a, a, a band yeah we were a group of five people and for anybody who doesn't know which is most people um left-handed radio is a, is a sketch comedy podcast and uh so we had like a big band of folks that we were working with and guests and uh you know guest performers and writers and the show has is a lot of it's a big production lift. So, yeah. uh, you know, we take some breaks here and there when uh, our time is, uh, you we, know. We pursued animation heavily for a few years. And so the yeah. podcast became uh, less and less fun <laughs> to do in the midst of all of that. And then when we moved here, it took a while to, you know, get it started up again because we were trying to meet new people and uh, settle in. And we, it was just the two of us this time because, um, you know, people had either peeled off in New York or we left New York. Brett White was our, our um, uh, how, how, how do I put it? He was our last remaining yeah, <laughs> member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and we still kind of roped them in from time to time. From time to time, we'll be like, hey, read the sketch. And they're like, yay, sure. And yes. it, it feels very nice and nostalgic. And we were all so much younger and had different priorities then. And Adam and I became, I think, the most, um, aside from Taylor, prolific podcast producers. It became our job. Yeah. So um, you learn a lot of skills doing a sketch comedy podcast when nobody else is doing one. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> we became uh, better voice actors um, better writers, better producers. And so all of us have a job that's kind of related to what we had been doing. But um, because Adam and I work for a podcast company here, 
and we were doing 12 shows at a time at a certain point, it felt needlessly silly that we weren't producing our own content. Yeah. Right. Because in our hearts, we were always creatives. And here we were, you know, making other people's dreams come true in a way, you know, subsidizing other people's hobbies and dying a little bit each day (laughs) on the inside. At the expense of our own passion. At the except, yeah, yeah, at the, at the expense of our own passion. So we tried a couple of years ago and again, got distracted by work. And then during the pandemic, obviously, there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Why not? And we're it's it, we're still, you know, every day making like we're doing silly, stupid bits with each other. And it just took that sort of light switch moment of like, let's just record this yeah. and yeah. put it out again. And like there was, you know, I, I was I was writing songs at, at some point that yeah. I never recorded just for fun. Yeah. Obviously very still into audio as a medium and writing and and making funny things, but you know, all the theaters are closing down. There's not a lot of places to put things up anymore. We're so well-versed in how to use the internet. Honestly, like a lot of creators aren't, um, or they, they start a podcast because they feel like they have to start a podcast and not because it's the right medium for them. Yeah. And yes. Podcasting, I think, has always been our medium, podcasting and animation. And because of that, I think we, we have become the keepers of left-handed radio and have kept the name and have continued, you know, yeah. working on it, um, well, we put it, some it, old stuff up. Uh, what was that deal? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say, uh, it seems to me, because we've been going roughly about the same amount of time in terms of how long we've been in, doing the podcast and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it strikes me that you've been able to uh, have some longevity by really leaning into both uh, brevity and variety, um, two things that are not necessarily what you think of when you think of podcasting. Uh, and uh, the, the the way that you have been able to do so many sketches, I mean, some episodes are quite short, right? Some are a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's uh, nice to have that kind of, you can duck in, you can duck out, uh, you can listen for a broad uh, period of time and get a lot of different ideas through. Um, so uh, I was curious about the... Um, process that you engage in uh, as you're collaborating before i'm gonna let adam speak to that but before he does i also want to say that that has been sort of a blessing and a curse because the variety confuses people and because it's a grab bag of content we've had a really hard time convincing people they should listen sometimes because you know um, if, if people like a certain character, they might not hear that character for a couple of more years right. <laughs> yeah. or we'll jump from, you know, NPR parody to classic sketch comedy to weird Joe Frank stuff that, cause we just, I, I'm just a big fan of that guy. Yeah, um, the greatest. or we'll watch it. Yeah. We'll watch an interesting movie and go, well, that could be a sketch. Let's do that. But yeah. then it turns into a 15 minute piece. Um, so because we're kind of all over the place, it's both creatively fulfilling and uh, frustrating from a marketing perspective. That's Yeah, but I think that your listeners would enjoy a show that is 
fairly unpredictable. Like you, like you aren't really sure what you're going to get next week or week to week. Like that is, I think to your, you know, very nice compliment. I think that is the, one of the big strengths of our show is not that it's inconsistent, but that it is a variety. And, and that's what we have been trying to right. do. I'm a, I'm a most critical weeks. I'll say we're inconsistent. And <laughs> when I'm really feeling our show, I'll say, look at all, these. look at all these things. It is nice to look back and go look at all these treasures. Uh, <laughs> and when we listen back, sometimes we'll play an old sketch on our feed. Yeah. Um, they still make me laugh and I don't have any memory of creating them or being there in the room when it was created. I just go like, that's hilarious. Why, why, why don't I know about this? Yeah. So it's nice to still be a fan of our own show. Um, I think that was a big, scary thing about revisiting our back catalog was like, because you worry it might be bad. It's, oh yeah, you know, from ten years ago, and I'm familiar. we were different people. But no, I think, but it's it's all behind a paywall now on Patreon, and uh, it serves a dual purpose. It, it, pay, dual it purpose. pays for the RSS hosting, but the, also just in case there's a sketch in there that we we could we are embarrassed. Of. We are embarrassed of. It's only there for a fan. The fans, super fans, like the super no. fans. Yeah. and hopefully they'll be nice. Uh, yeah. You did ask about process. Well, yeah, I, um, I did. Yes, I know some. I've talked to some uh, collaborators that are musically inclined, and one person will write mm. the lyrics, one will do the melody. It seems like it's pretty equally balanced between the two of you, but I don't know. Mm. Yeah, for the two of us, it has kind of been that. Uh, I think we have learned to embrace being a little bit more improvisational. In the very early days, it was there was writers meetings. And rewrites. And rewrites. And, and, um, and even, but when we record, we would still get improvis- like improvisational off of the script because we would do so many takes. We were still learning a lot. So we didn't know what we wanted and, and go, try it this way, try it this way, try it this way. And the interstitials were usually always improvised. Yeah. But, but now we do, um, now we kind of will uh, either bring a sketch to, uh, like, I'll bring a sketch to her, she'll bring one to me, we'll come up with an idea together and write it in collaborator mode on on final draft, or we will just go like, let's do this bit, and you're this, and I'm this, and it's based on this thing, and we'll see where it goes, uh, or we just, like... Those phone calls we do are improvised. Yeah, the phone... We do some phone call bits. If it's just one person talking, it's probably improvised. And and then mm. we take that raw footage and then chop out everything that isn't funny. And, um... Uh, and but, those were based on real conversations we had with people that made us kind of question their... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I think... As much as we've been talking about our own selves going crazy during quarantine, we were still kind of like, you know, in touch with folks. And you would still hear every once in a while someone else just like having a, a bad day a or a meltdown or uh, just saying a brain fog. Saying something rude as a joke. And then you go, that just made that yeah, was just that mean. was just rude. That was just mean. And now you've given me license. To turn you into a a, a ten minute sketch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that it's therapeutic in that way. It's sketches therapy, and it's it's allowed. Uh, it, I I've just been using my phone a lot, um, and Adam has 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 played along. Uh, sometimes I'll just say weird things, 
that make no sense <laughs> because it's just a funny sounding phrase that I've never heard. And I want to, before it was, it would just, it'd be said and it would disappear. Um, and now I make sure to record them mm-hmm. and just use them as interstitial bits because why not? And so our show has become a little more abstract. Yeah. For, for long time listeners, they might notice that it's less, you know, um, SNL key and peel kind of game like improv game mm-hmm. stuff to hey what if I just like yeah you're gonna sit with this person for a while yeah, and this person's, this person's a little on. nuts right. you know. character studies carefully observed it seems to me as well so <laughs> <laughs> or just you know how we have like 20 different brains in our head maybe sure. I do I don't know uh, just let just okay. let one of that just let the one that doesn't talk a lot do her thing and then you'll get something interesting and then you could go back to you know the main ego and be you know professional and not crazy and you know do your job but then let you know when you're when you need material let that let that guy in the back talk for a bit and see what what happens yes there's something that's that's the pandemic change that's the that's the way my brain has has decided to cope like you know, let 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 the monster out of the cage for a bit, and then put it back. That, that that is, the, yeah, the big draw of doing these characters, especially when they get unlocked by you overhear some commercial casting agent having the worst day of his life. Oh yeah, I've had some Zoom commercial auditions, um, and the first one was so unhinged. Yeah. That it, I think it inspired our first episode. Yeah. When we came back. Yeah, he literally, he literally gets on the um, proprietary app that they use, and just the first thing he says is, "Actor, stop talking." <laughs> Immediately, stop talking, and it's just like, it's so much fun to put on that weird mental psyche costume of this sort of little tin pot dictator who is just, you know, the he's the king of this his little realm, and all these. All he wants to do is make sure somebody says the word uh-huh correctly. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the that yes. was the entirety of the sides. Just oh. go, uh-huh. Just like that. Uh-huh. But yeah. Now we're just referencing our own material, but um We're selling it to We're, the, se- we're selling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what the, we're here yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a commercial Pitching. for our show. Yeah, it's a commercial for our show. Okay, yeah. It's yeah. really funny. It's not about it's not about insanity at all. No. Um it's it's It's, it's not insane. So it's not inconsistent. It's a, a variety of these uh, character observations that you uh, bring such a comedic lift to. Merci beaucoup. Okay. <laughs> and I do love the recurring sketches. I do love that there are these uh, tracks that uh, run throughout the history of it behind the paywall or not. You can still get a sense that uh, I just love it. I don't think that places like SNL do that enough. I, I miss the recurring like, give me a good catchphrase. Uh, give me the yeah. good thing that I can. I know what the setup is, and you're going to take me to a new place. Yeah, I've I, one of my big sort of inspirations at the time of starting it is SCTV. Yeah, um, and to a cert, certain extent, uh, to a certain extent, um, The Simpsons, because there's this town that everybody lives in, and we said like we should have that, and. And think of it as that, that this is, it's a visit to a world, so let's give it a name. Yeah. Um, and and that is, it's always, 
it's helpful. It's not. I was gonna say it's like a crutch, but it's not. It's it's literally like a. a, a it's world building. Yeah, it's a. Um, it's world building. It's a. I think every artist needs good parameters to work inside. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a helpful um, framing device. You you know exactly. you have some context. You've established what that is, and then things are going to happen uh, within it. And it's uh, very freeing to have those uh, borders kind of described. And you can go through them. You can go around them, under them, whatever. But at least you have some sense of what the what the thing is going to be. And I'm so glad that you referenced animation, and you said you were doing some of that. Um, and I've always thought I would do great in animation to be everywhere and nowhere at once, like a Dr. <laughs> Manhattan or a Gumby. Um, but Anna, do you know we've been in an animated project together before? Have we? We have. It's, it's been a long time since, yes. I, since I've done a project. So if you, if you could kindly remind me, I'm sure I'll remember yes. it. Yes, I think our mutual friend Arthur Jones had a project <gasps> That was some oh. kind of pilot for Fox or something. Yeah. And I didn't even know Abby Jacobson was a part of it. And, she was uh, my daughter in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We were all in some room covered in blankets. Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> doing that must have been wow. 11 or 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, I really thought my career would take off from there, you know, like, oh, we Fox were all hitching our wagons. Pilot. Yeah. yeah, I I had I even did a Comedy Central pilot at some point. Um, uh, our friend Ben Warheit had uh, created a web series for um, a website called Above Average at the time, yes. yeah. and then they sold this pilot to Comedy Central, and I played all the women in it except for the uh, <laughs> the one that was played by a more famous woman. Um, <laughs> but um, that's so. That's so funny. Uh, it's one of those things that I remember I did and don't really like. I don't have it. I don't have a copy of it. I don't think. I, I just it's not on my resume. I I just don't know how, what to even call it because was it a sizzle? Was it a presentation? Did it get made? Did it? Yeah. Is Arthur Jones still in in um, in animation? <laughs> <laughs> he just he just did a, a documentary about uh, Pepe the Frog and reclaiming that, uh, which oh, is really oh he did that yeah it's really t terrific, um, and he, wow. I, he was in, I, I don't know if he directed it or if he was one of the producers or what but he's very involved with it, um, with Matt Fury and all that. Uh, but when I saw that uh, we were going to talk, I thought, wait a minute, I know this name, and I searched my email, and there you were on the call sheet, and we had a little back and forth about being there. Anyway, all these things always converge, and we're, that's the amazing thing about this show, doing it for me, is that I will reach out to someone, or someone will reach out to me, and there, these connections just emerge, and, and oh, things yeah. just happen, and without wow. much effort on my... <laughs> On my mind. <laughs> so I was pleased to make that connection for the kids are all right, I think is what it was called. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I also have never seen familiar. any part of it. <laughs> oh. I don't know what form it existed. And uh, uh, as far as us, Adam, uh, you've yeah. worked a little bit with the fellas at Impractical Jokers. I put in a half season uh, writing. Um, uh, coming up with uh, gags and material and and things 
It was my first job writing for TV and my last one. <laughs> so far. So far. So far. Uh, I did not quit writing for TV. I just haven't been able to do it again yet. Um, sure. We're clear on it that. Wa it was amazing. I, I, before that, I was working at a publishing company. I was the only graphic designer there. A I was, publishing company that has since had... Yeah, we, interesting press. Yeah, they've got some. They've got their own issues, but um, <laughs> okay. uh, they who shall, yeah, they who shall not be named press. Uh, but I, uh, I did. I was overworked and underpaid and really stressed out and really wanting to get like out of that job. And the moment I got that phone call was just there's there's nothing like it where you're like, no, come join the circus, right? right. <laughs> you know, and it's like. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. So and you had an Arthur Jones moment is what I'm here. Yeah. And when I funny story about the first week of that uh, gig, um, before we were set to start, that's when uh, Hurricane Sandy blew in and oh. knocked out all of the power to uh, to the lower part of Manhattan and all that. So, so we had to yes. like write from home for a long time and. Very uh, funny time to be in New York. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> lots, lots of fun, lots of fun. To, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it that was I remember that year too because I was walking through Lower Manhattan in the dark on Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah which, that's right. Which is, <laughs> I you'll ne I'll never have that experience ever again, and and it, it will stay with me. Um, but yeah, that was. That job was a lot of fun because you're just sitting there trying to come up with the dumbest thing to for somebody to say or right. a situation that is supposed to be very like the, I, I, one bit I wrote was they were doing a presentation to investors and then all of the slides were written by somebody else and they had to <laughs> they didn't know what was going to come up. Sure. Yeah. That sounds like a really fun game. That sounds like something you'd play on like Jackbox or. It is now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's but, but someone else writes it for you, right. and you have to. Uh huh. Yeah. And those well, but, those four guys are were the sweetest. They're they're the they're really great guys, and I'm I'm so happy that they they've become international phenomenons for, for what the, they do. That is, it's just remarkable, and and uh, you know, God has blessed them. They have been able to do so much with that, and because I knew Sal uh, from San Francisco days when they were performing their sketch comedy group, and. Uh, you would not have, let's put it this way, you would not have charted international success uh, for yeah. this particular group of fellas. So I'm so glad that they yeah. did it. And uh, exactly what you said, though, Swedish guys. Just the, the the we've done a couple of shows now together, and just a just a Swedish a Swedish fellow. Um, yeah. Now tell me about and. Uh, uh, there's so much to get into because, you know, I get excited that we've all been kind of engaged in this kind of same world for so long. But uh, something that's come recently, tell me about Twitch, because I go on there and I don't necessarily understand what I am looking for or why I'm there, <laughs> what people are doing. Uh, it seems to me I watched one you played a trivia game. Yes. Yeah. yeah is it, that what it uh, is? Gaming? It is... It is, yeah. Streaming, streaming seems to be for gaming, but it can be for anything. Um, we know some folks who are doing like stand-up shows, variety yeah. shows, especially when everything was in lockdown. 
talk yeah. shows. Yeah. Talk shows. Well, well tell me how, how you see it working for you, I guess. You don't have to explain it to an old timer. But <laughs> just okay. what, what, how do you do you see that as a place where you can fuse all these different interests like the animation, the Absolutely. audio uh, and some of the sketches, uh, perhaps live action, yeah. perhaps not. Uh, is that why you were drawn to it? Interestingly, all the stuff we've done for Twitch so far has just been testing the waters. Yeah. yeah. So we've always imagined that Twitch would be a place where we could have a live animated talk show. And then to build our audience, we started playing games as you do on Twitch. That's how you, you know, network and build, build, build your follower account. Um, and to test out the technology. Yeah. So we have uh, animated puppets or cartoon puppets that we animate using our bodies um, or, you know, like different triggers and things in the program. Um, we use our podcasting mics to do the voices. We have some uh, voice altering modulators if we want them. Mm -hmm. um, and usually it's, you know, the Radiohead, which is the logo for our podcast, plus a weird character that we sometimes come up with the day of. Yeah. And then just quickly draw rig and then throw up there. It's all very last minute. And if, you know, <laughs> because we have so much else going on, um, yeah. but it's also the possibly the most exciting thing we've done because it has been so. Yeah new and uncharted for a lot of people but especially us yeah it's like a we it's a stage you know and that's what it was sort of that's the sort of approach was like we have the podcasting stage where we do the show and and hopefully we hear back from people if they like it um and doing a live twitch show was about maybe making that more interactive putting it into a complete like a, a world that is separate from podcasting, but kind of related. Uh, and and to try something new, to shake it up, test this new technology. Uh, it's And it, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a lot of fun when the people who come out are also there to have fun too. Yeah, well, one of the reasons we stopped doing it as much uh, and, and is because we got a lot of trolls who would yeah. come on to play the drawing games and then render things too horrible to describe on, on this show. On this show. Even uh, at a deep night. Thank you. <laughs> I'm still so thinking about puppets being animated by your bodies, so I don't need anything else <laughs> to be more explicit. Well, that, that, so uh, hopefully once we get our second wind, because it is summer and we would like to enjoy some of the outdoor time yeah. for a bit, um, when we feel like crawling back into our little cave, I think we're just going to go... Um, fully into that talk show idea and actually write bits and book guests and you know i we you know uh we did a test with our david lynch puppet yeah who would be a, ho a host of his own show um originally his his co-host was going to be tilda swinton uh we're, you know it's all in the works like yeah. um any one of our sketches could become a twitch show we just have to build the set and yeah. and um um composite it in in obs which is the the streaming software oh yes yes i downloaded that 
did? <laughs> I thought, well, You're getting into streaming now. What, what do I do with this? I have all this stuff, but uh, I, I just, I don't, uh, it started to get a little bit beyond me and uh, mm. my ability to think, really? <laughs> Is this for anyone? Well, <laughs> if you have, if you have questions, uh, and we know the answer. We're happy to share it with you. Okay, that um, would be terrific. It, it was, it was, it was definitely trial by fire, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's why we started with games because that was something that was there. It was yeah. we didn't have to, we didn't have to write for the show. We could just um, be inspired by what was happening on screen. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, we really thought it was going to be the kind of engine for creation at the beginning because. The first character that Adam did was the to wizard for Twitch. A Twitch right? wizard. Yeah. A Twitch wizard. Uh, uh, oh yes, I um, got it. And he was the yeah, he was the co-host. He he his coloring is very Twitch inspired too. He's all in purple. Um, but we were playing a drawing game and someone. Uh, oh, I think it was me. I created Sexvis, the Elvis of sex. Mm. Very panicked. Very panicked idea. But then everybody responded. Sure. To it. In the chat, everybody kept talking about sex, this yeah. wanting him to come back. And because I drew it, I felt like, okay, well, it's my idea. I might as well. So Adam made it into a puppet and played sex, the Elvis of sex on the next Twitch. It was a big hit. Everybody wanted to know what kind of Elvis, uh, yeah. other Elvises existed in the, in the Elvis. Yeah. The, that was the uh, premise. extended universe. Mm-hmm. Um, sex, this is, is Elvis Presley's sexual essence personified. And yeah. all there's, because when Elvis died, he shattered into a million Elvises. Yeah. No, that's, so it's, uh, it's a playground. Yes. It's a stage for, for the silliest yeah. ideas that we can't even bring to uh, put in the podcast. Yeah. I guess. Improv lets you get away with that kind of stuff. Because like when you write it down, people will be like, okay, well, why does this make sense? And you're just like, well, it doesn't. Yes. That's why it's funny. And But when you're able to just kind of fly by the seat of your pants and just make things up, and people see that you're having fun with it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter in that regard. Like you're, you, you're having fun with it. Everybody's seeing that you're having fun with it. And that's, it's a blast. It, when it really works like on that level, it is so much fun. And it's so much fun to have people asking questions of the characters to wanting to know more. It, it 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 really kind of I think combines all these things that we we do really well like with the animation and and improvising and and just hosting a show. I think what we we all mean to say is we should do it more and not skip our streams, which we've been yeah guilty of recently. Yeah, we've yeah. been a little guilty of that. Well, yeah. as you said, this is a moment where everything's moving around anyway, so it's okay to give ourselves a break and practice our French and be a little empathetic to the world and just we, we did create a French puppet oh we good used him yet. bon bon homme bon he's bon homme bon bon homme he's a good good man but also yeah. he's candy man he's I a, guess yeah he's, he's a lollipop he's man. a lollipop oh. man with a beret <laughs> yeah. of course uh, well. other characters we've done chippy chippy the little gerbil chippy the little gerbil she's a Hollywood gerbil sure all of that uh, was discovered through improv in the chat. Yeah, um, she's a Scientologist. <laughs> she went to Gerbil Juilliard. 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 Um, <laughs> she's very cute, and she I do I use a voice modulator that makes her just sound so adorable. Yeah. So little, such a little squeaky little, <laughs> like 
It's so stupid. That's why I. That's why I love all this technology, um, because yeah, we we you know we've developed our 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 voiceover talents over a decade, sure, right. but there's limitations. I will never sound like a robot. Um, I will never sound like a you know a a, a little rodent. Yeah. Um, One hopes. But yes. <laughs> but it's so fun to see it, you know, it, it, it's so freeing because then I could just be funny and I don't have to worry about, um, am I, am I technically, uh, reminiscent of the character that yeah. I'm portraying? Yeah. Yeah. It's like makeup for the voice, I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know a lot about characters, but I do know that sometimes just having the right shirt, having the right hairstyle, a uh, pair of glasses, pair of lifts in the shoes can really uh, bring things together uh, for people that are interested in that. You're so absolutely I right. And, yeah. you know, it, the it's a gerbil. You get that it's a gerbil. The <laughs> yeah. gerbil can sound like anything. The gerbil right. could sound like you. And and right. you could still be chippy, the little the little gerbil from Hollywood with your you know beautiful booming radio voice, right? And people would buy it, and they would they would love it just as much because it would be also weird, right? But it's important that it look like a gerbil, and no matter how much I yeah. dress up in a gerbil costume, you're still going to get the sense that well. That's a guy in a gerbil costume. But that's uh, a different bit and also good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Now that you say it, Dale. Are we, then it's just this motion. Okay. It's mostly just doing little hands and then going, it's this? Ah. Yeah. 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 That's Hot how gerbil we do it. Summer. That's how we signal it to each other. Hot gerbil <laughs> summer. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Well, as that just proved, uh, you're so attuned to culture and its quirks and all of its many uh, uh, characteristics. Um, you're both so effective at capturing things in audio and video. Do young people reach out for advice? Weirdly, yes. It's <laughs> happening more now. Yeah. It's happening now. Yeah. Um, you know, had a not not a lot uh but a, a couple of a couple of young college grads reached out to me specifically asking me how do i get into podcasting and yeah um you know how i find it and i just to be honest with them you know yeah. I, I tell them everything i know and mm. um Oh, see, that's you know, where that's where we're different because every six months or so, I'll get a fax, and you know, very facts. wanting to have all this information about podcasts, and I think, oh my god! So I just get a headshot, you know, and I sign it, "Happy Holidays," <laughs> and I fax that thing right back to them, and that's it. Because you know, get a book. You fax the headshot back to them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. signed, though. You know. <laughs> Um, why do you ask? Well, I just I, I just wonder uh, what kind of a resource you are for people and if young people are actually seeking information. I mean, I can get a sense from that, but, you know, and sometimes I'll be a little dismissive and we're just having fun. Sometimes, of course, if you email me, I'll respond kindly and I can engage with you a little bit. But also uh, the larger question is, are you getting tired of it or are you still energized by it? Um, we're not tired of it. I think we we are just uh, pleasantly surprised when it happens because it's so rare. Um, I think. I mean, are you tired I mean, of the whole enterprise? Uh, because we've been oh, all doing this for so long. Uh, and sorry for being imprecise in that question. Oh but, no, it's, uh, it's fine. You know, uh, sometimes I look at this mic and think, "Oh gosh, <laughs> not again." But but. Uh, <laughs> 
not again. Not not today. No, yeah. We've, yeah, we've gone we've gone through those phases, and yeah. it, currently it, we're excited about it again. Yeah, yeah, I think we've we did we found ways to re-energize it, or just we found ways to re-energize being creative and making um, sketch again, and 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 we have a venue to put it out. Uh, on and we took it try to take advantage of it again the it's one of those things that like yeah it, it, it we're doing this for for the passion of it and if it's not there it's not there and to force it i think especially for something highly produced and and is meant to be sort of thoughtfully made to do that with reluctance or uh with uh I guess feeling weighed down by it. That's going to carry it. It's going to be baked in, you know. It's it people will hear that and I don't I I don't feel like I should that that being creative or being funny is is necessarily about inflicting your own sort of like I don't want to be here uh, attitude. <laughs> That's not ever funny. I mean, right. I've seen, you've seen comics That's more of a stand-up issue, I yeah. think, cuz you're there, it's raw, you might be having a bad day, the audience didn't clap loud enough and you Yeah. Stand-ups tend to be very observing. Yeah, and uh, honest about what they're thinking. Right, that's that's the mode, right? You have to so sometimes it backfires. Right. Yeah. Just like it could backfire with me, like, oh, I'm trying to be weird and silly. And oops, I <laughs> that was too weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got got a little too deep. Um, but that is the so genius I, of the way that you've set things up for yourself, though, is because, uh, I mean, you can do an alien for 13 minutes and have it be really solid. But you're not committing to an hour and a half of just that alien rambling about what's going on. And hey, fellas, hey, or, or <laughs> You yeah. know, like so many podcasts. Hey, fellas, I'm an alien. <laughs> yeah, it's, let's get into we, it. Uh, Politics. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a, there is a form of podcasting that is, uh, can be, I think, maybe more taxing. And I think it's really wonderful. And that's why I ask about young people asking for advice, because here's an old person asking for advice, saying, uh, <laughs> how do you maintain the passion? Even though it's quite obvious if you listen to it that the, it's built in because of the format, because of that variety, because of all the different things that you're interested in. I would say that um, at this point, I've learned that I might have a year of uh, creative energy and I might have a year of fatigue and um, having those peaks and valleys I, I've just I've just, I've taken notes and I just know that if I'm feeling creative and there's time that I need to take advantage of it because the block will come mm-hmm. the, the you will be tired and that's when you should have the ability to take that break. Um, and that's the best I can advice, uh, the best advice I can give because I don't know how long this creative burst will go for, but now I've had so many months of my life where I just wasn't feeling it at all that I can enjoy it. Yeah. And also that might extend the life of it. And I can forgive myself when it stops because I know it'll come back because I, I, you know, you have a couple of crises in your life um, and think I'll never write again. I'll never sing again. I'll mm-hmm. never dance again. Right. I'll never <laughs> I'll never cook pies again. The I'll idea never... that I was funny was a lie. Yeah, it was all a lie. like and then a few months later, you're like, oh, 
I've rediscovered my passion for blank. And so <laughs> it it's so obvious. It's right there. Every movie you watch is the same story of someone, you know, having a bad time and then having a good time or, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, favorite kind of movie. If you're, yeah, if you're watching, if you're watching the the right kinds of films, mm-hmm. and then there's you know there's also uh, like not to get off track, uh, something I, I generally do. There are movies that you know you see an artist in their prime, and then they just get um, uh, too full of themselves, and then by the end they're <laughs> everyone hates them and they're dead. Sure, that can happen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's not you know. Then that's your journey, I guess. If if that if if you know you're burning bright and you burn out and then that's the end that's the end like yeah. uh you know we're talking about gerbils they live for two years they don't know they don't care for them it's a lifetime <laughs> right, yeah right. for an artist that has a brief you know lifespan as a creative that's the lifetime of your you know creativity yeah, yeah. um i don't think that's the case for me i think I've thought that way sometimes, like, oh, it's over. I have to be a normal person now. And then that never happens. I just find a new way to be creative. And I think um, if you find yourself uh, with similar, you know, thoughts about about creating, then you might be in the same boat. And that's my advice to you is yeah. it'll, it'll come back. Yeah. And yeah. Or change it up. Meet new people. Yeah. Move. Yeah. Uh, you know, sure. get a new wardrobe, sure. anything to jog, you know, jog it, like go to a, like people will just go like, Oh, I went to the museum. I took a vacation. I, you know, that's all the same mechanism. You're always just shaking something loose. We're very imprecise. Our bodies and brains are very, you know, complicated and mysterious. Yeah. And, um, and so Dale is, is, as somebody who uh, has been doing, you know, your show for, you know, week in and week out and, you know, we've taken breaks. We've, we've, yeah. you know, we've taken breaks. We've learned we've new followed, skills. We came back. We did. But you're still, you know, week in, week out since about roughly the same time we started. Like, how do you maintain that passion week to week? Well, I also take breaks. I make sure the season is very helpful to me so that I take the summer mm. and kind of recharge, and I know that that's coming up. Uh, uh, so that's, it's built in. And, you know, I've gotten better about being not as hard on myself if I miss a week. If, if somebody doesn't come through, uh, so often I will write or, or produce an ind- independent one where yeah. it's just me and some Your thoughts. Essays. Um, and that's fun, but that's a lot of work. <laughs> to it sure do. is, yeah. <laughs> and in some ways, more so than the conversation. Um, and uh, but but I think it's important to have that kind of on again, off again, receiving mode, output mode. You have to vacillate between the two of those. And I think it's important to remember that the attention to the art does not the art, uh, the, the actual just making of it and the artists themselves, that, that's what it is, if we're considering the podcast to be the art in this scenario. Um, yeah. Because quite often you think, well, if you're getting the attention, then you have to keep, keep doing it or you get too mucked up in that business. And uh, the beauty of never having any attention 
<laughs> you can never get too confused by. But um, no, uh, but it, it, you know what it is talking to people, talking to people like you that are that are doing it, that are also engaged. People that are not engaged in this stuff and doing something completely different. That yet I still find a point of connection. Uh, I find that very restorative and uh, it charges me up. That reminds me of something else that um, I find very valuable in what we do is that uh, we tend to not do topical humor. And so when you have all this evergreen content, you can go back and enjoy it again. Mm. And I think it makes it seem like there's more of it than, you know, um, shows that cover the news, for instance. You can't really go back. Yeah. No, unless it's a historical reference at that point. You're not going to re-listen to something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime we felt strained or that we didn't like it anymore, it was always because we were forcing something, whether it was a schedule or a, a certain topic or genre mm-hmm. that we didn't really want to do. We just felt like we had to do it. Like, you know, when you feel like you absolutely need five different spec scripts to, you know, get a writing agent or you need uh, Instagram followers and you absolutely have to have a po- Some people think I need a podcast. I don't want to have one. I just need one because mm-hmm. if I don't, everyone will think I'm lazy or, um, you know, <laughs> I won't uh, weirdly, like I won't get on camera work if I don't have a podcast, <laughs> you know, like that's, is, a, this, the 30s? That's, that's, that's a lot of the work we do. You know, people who are doing it because they feel like they need to. People who are even creating scripted content because they want to sell a movie. um, And they they think podcasting is the easiest way to get there. Uh, And they have no concept of how um, special the experience of listening to something can be. They're just thinking this is the easiest, cheapest way to have a proof of concept and they don't understand that it's its own art form. And so moments where we found ourselves in that position, that's where we have become the most fatigued. Yeah. You know, how do we, how do we spin the sketch out into a pile uh, into, you know, six episode series? How do we, um, yeah. How do we leverage that? Yeah. How do, yeah. How, what can we pitch and where and how and when and, we got to get coffee with this person we don't like because they might get us work and this, you know, and it all is tied together, right? Because our hobbies are our jobs and networking. Mm. Sometimes you network uh, based on, you know, your appearance or how well you cook or how funny your content is or just how popular you are. There's so many weird cards that people play in this industry mm-hmm. and all of it hides how enjoyable making things can be. Yeah. 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 You need the fun to, to, if you're going to do a show like ours or, or yours, you need to have that fun energy to, to bring it, uh, because it's, it's very precious and that's what people are looking for. They're, they're not looking, they're, they're looking for something fun and enjoyable to listen to. I think for, if, if they're seeking somebody like, us out they are like dedicated podcast listeners i've heard we've heard before from people that they're like oh yeah i we i don't really listen to your show because like i have to pay attention to it and i like to 
not I like to just have on noise. I like to go to sleep or go to sleep. Yeah. And it's 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 sort of a compliment in disguise. And it's like, yeah, you should be paying attention to it. We worked very, very hard on it. And and it's a special thing. It is partially why we went with shorter episodes now, other yeah. than also they're a little easier to make. Yeah. And it's just the two of us, and we're and doing it weekly. weekly yeah. It, yeah. We used to do it monthly, and that we, was a lot of pressure yeah, to we put were, out a full album. Yeah. Every month. month. Yeah. And, you but know, now you have that skill. If you, if you needed yes. to be called upon that, you could do it. I think that's one of the kind of hidden uh, benefits of all this is that, boy, if you need me to write up an hour, I know how many pages that is. <laughs> I, I can do that in a one. That is so two, that is so three. valuable. Let me count them four. If you're not in the <laughs> entertainment industry, it's so important to know how many pages you need to write so you know when you're done. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Just to give and you a sense of how I work. <laughs> that's yeah, like all the programs are the same too you know you learn how to edit in one program and then you go try to animate something and everything looks familiar that's true yeah and, mm-hmm. yeah but i i love people what we are scared of that yes people are scared of taking on new things learning new things but um i i really appreciate everything that you've uh, said both the sort of very practical and the 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 maybe more philosophical that we should be producing uh, more joy is my big takeaway um from all this and i'm so glad that you have been producing so much joy below these many years um and people can have access to that back catalog via the patreon site is that right, is mm-hmm. that right? yes okay patreon.com slash left-handed radio there it is um but also we have we have our our podcast is available for free for everyone yes if they just look up left-handed radio yes 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 absolutely um and this has just been so terrific um i'm sorry to have to bring it to a close but we must and because summer is calling we have to get out there um so i hope you have a wonderful time of it wherever you're going to go uh, and that you're uh, as revealing as you want to be um and (laughs) and relaxed and give yourself some some time to appreciate uh, this transitional moment Thank you. Thank you so much for having us on the show, Dale. It's so great to talk to you. Yes, likewise. Uh, Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Oh, what fun. All right. Well, well, (laughs) I'm going to figure out how to end conversation sometime, and that's going to be why then it's over for you guys. Is that the same? All right. Well, tune into Left Handed Radio via Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It's a rich and wonderful uh, world of sketches that they're making, and it's sure to make your road trip more enjoyable. And if you want to support what Anna and Adam are doing, again, patreon.com slash left-handed radio is the way to do that. It's always great to receive reviews on Apple Podcasts. I know that uh, is true uh, for them as well as for me if you want to do that. So, uh, I mean... If you're going to leave one for them, I wouldn't object. Okay, for one over here. Uh, For other summer wrecks, okay, here's a couple. Why not give Quality Human a listen? It's from a friend of the program and past guest, Justin Jude Carroll. It offers in-depth, helpful conversations with people who are offering important and meaningful ways to construct a more creative, more inspiring 
life. That's also available wherever podcasts are found, uh, and I hope you find them. Now, musically, I'm just going to suggest, again, you go into the Deep Night Disc Jockey Rex and load up a playlist with some of our uh, previous guests here. Pearl Charles, Native Harrow, Material Flats, Angel Batuid, Cassandra Jenkins, Elizabeth and the Catapult, Esabalu, Vera Sola, Victoria Reed. Am I going too fast? They're all great. Mercy Bell, Paul Koth, and Lola Kirk, Odetta Hartman, Camelia Hartman, their sisters, Paisley Fields, all of them. If you put that all in a Spotify playlist, that's a good list. That's going to get you down the coast, okay? And uh, these are all things that you could be listening to uh, uh, throughout your summer. But of all the things that you could be listening to right now, right this minute, I'm so glad you chose Deep Night. <laughs> Isn't this nice? And I wish you a wonderful summer holiday. I do. Wherever your travels may take you, get out there. Be present. And remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is produced and performed by James Bewley. Season theme song by Mariam Cadus of Space Moth. Season podcast icon by Philippa Beleza. Incidental music heard throughout the program by the talented roster at Howler Hills Farm in Ohio. Remember to rate and review the program on Apple Podcasts or tune in and stream the show on Spotify, SoundCloud, Pandora, or Stitcher, wherever you find fine audio content. To see any of our live shows or other short videos, visit our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Radio, and follow us on Instagram at Seaver is the handle. Thanks again for listening, and remember this season to keep your portals open and at a safe distance. <laughs>